0: The podcast are taken from the four volumes in defense of Christianity written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast two hundred thirty four is entitled What is Real Part four Ariel B The Fall of Man one Assumption sixteen through twenty-six.
1: The center of Christianity is Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, the Creator the Savior and Redeemer of the world. He came in the meridian of time, suggesting that the time from Adam to Christ is about 4,000 years, and the time from Christ to the end of the world is about 4,000 years. If we take that literally, it means that the period of time of man from the fall to the end of the world is about 8,000 years. We live in the year 2022, slightly over 2,000 years after Christ. Christians anticipate the second coming of Christ where the wicked will be destroyed and Christ will reign for a thousand years. No one knows the day nor the hour and speculation is fruitless. Nevertheless, the signs of the times given by John the Revelator lead us to believe that we live in the last days before the second coming. In Holy Scriptures, we have only a few chapters telling the story of creation and the Garden of Eden. From then on, the scriptures teach us how to live in a fallen world. It is necessary in any treatise dealing with the plan of salvation and the primary assumptions of Christianity that the fall has a primary part. For that reason, we turn to chapter 3 of Genesis.
0: Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil.
1: Until Satan entered the garden, neither Adam nor Eve considered eating of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. When Satan said, "Ye shall not surely die, he was correct, if by surely he meant you won't die instantly. The Lord said, in the day you eat, you shall die. Adam lived almost a thousand years after the fall, which is a day unto the Lord is taught by Peter. God planted two trees in the Garden of Eden, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He gave Adam and Eve the power to choose for themselves. The nature of knowledge of good and evil was in the fact that their eyes were open, meaning they would be able to discern good from evil. Knowledge of good and evil was not in the fruit itself, but in the experience of the fall. From the above, we can draw the following six assumptions. 16. For agency to exist, first, we must have knowledge of good and evil. 17. For agency to exist, second, we must be enticed by Satan to do evil and by Christ to do good. 18. For agency to exist, third, we must have choices between good and evil. 19. Cunning Satan uses half-truths to deceive us. 20. 20. For knowledge of good and evil, we must have experience. 21. Knowledge of good and evil is an attribute of God, and we can only be as the gods if we can discern between good and evil.
0: And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat.
1: Through a sophisticated process of reasoning, Eve ate of the fruit. She determined it was good for food, it was pleasant to look at, and that wisdom was desirable. Those who accuse Eve of being lustful are mistaken. She didn't know what lust was. She wanted knowledge, and she also wanted children. We owe our immortal existence to Eve. That leads to several more important assumptions. 22. Eve, though obviously deceived by Satan, understood the necessity of the fall and made that choice knowingly. 23. Eve understood that without Adam, they could not multiply and replenish the earth. Eve is equal to Adam. They complete each other. The story of creation supports that as previous verses show.
0: So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he them. Male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth.
1: Notice that only together do they have dominion, not just Adam. They are considered by God as one. The scriptures further add,
0: and the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and helpmeet for him. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh.
1: The perceived inequality between men and women is due to the cunning lies of Satan. The destruction of the family is due to the cunning lies of Satan. The conflict between men and women is due to the cunning of Satan. Any effort to separate families will lead to the destruction of society. The fifth commandment states,
0: Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land the Lord thy
1: God giveth thee. The longevity of a nation depends upon a strong family. Any effort to sabotage the nuclear family is evil and will cause the downfall of society. The law of creation depends upon the union of a man and a woman in holy matrimony working together.
0: And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons.
1: That is an incredible, significant statement. Before the fall, they lived in total innocence. Unaware of their nakedness means they had no sexual desire. There was no sexual activity in the Garden of Eden. But even if there had been, it would not have been immoral, for they were married by God, himself suggesting that marriage is an eternal covenant. One assumption from the above is that, 24, morality demands that we clothe our nakedness. If they had not eaten of the forbidden fruit, they could not have had children, for there would have been no sexual desire.
0: And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not
1: eat? Superficially, it appears they were in an impossible situation. On the one hand, God commanded them to multiply and to replenish the earth. On the other hand, He commanded them not to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Here is the paradox God knew that to have children they had to eat the forbidden fruit, they had to become mortal. However, to become mortal, they had to become subject to death. Therefore, God, to be God, could not command them to fall. That violated the law of justice. Mortality came about because the law that gave immortality was broken. God can never violate the law of justice, or the entire fabric of the universe would unravel. The law of justice is the law that gives order to the universe. By providing both the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, God gave them the choice. It was for man, not God, to decide his own fate. The plan of salvation was for them to eat the fruit and fruit, but according to the law of agency, it had to be entirely their choice, and they knew that. Not only the future of Adam and Eve was at stake, but the future of all the other children of God. Without the fall, we couldn't come to earth and gain a mortal body. That is what is meant when the Lord said to Job,
0: Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare, if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measure thereof, if thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy.
1: The purpose of the creation of the earth was so the spirit children of God could come to earth, gain a physical body, gain experience, and exercise their agency. That is why Adam and Eve were commanded to multiply and replenish the earth. Millions of spirits were waiting in heaven for the chance to come to earth. You and I were among those spirit children of God. Our time on earth was foreordained and appointed by God. In Ecclesiastes we read,
0: To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die.
1: No one comes to this earth by accident. We are not an accidental collocation of atoms. That is a lie promoted by Satan. We are children of God, created equal by God. That leads to another important assumption. Twenty-five. Adam and Eve chose the fall so they could bring children into the world under the marriage covenant. Of course, to appreciate the paradox or the dilemma, we must understand that God knew that Adam and Eve would fall. It was part of His plan. That is why we have John three sixteen through 17
0: For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved.
1: Without Christ, the fall would be a great tragedy, the worst tragedy that could possibly happen. With Christ, the fall is the greatest blessing that could come to mankind, because we would have remained as spirits forever and not experienced parenthood. Because of the fall... Though earth life is a tremendous challenge, we can have a perfect resurrection if we choose life forever with God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Then and only then can we become perfect like our Father which is in heaven is perfect. We will be like the gods, knowing good and evil, but we will be in a perfected, sanctified state in which we will be exactly in the likeness and image of God. He too is a resurrected being. To enjoy the full joys of heaven, we must have a resurrected body of flesh and bones. Imagine life on earth is just a spirit. It takes a physical body to enjoy full happiness. Why would heaven be any different except, of course, that in heaven there are no tears, only eternal joy and happiness, with our families if we keep God's commandments on earth? That is the plan from the beginning. That leads to another assumption. 26 a fullness of joy, we must have a physical body. In our next podcast, we will continue with the story of the fall. Please join us and invite your friends to download our podcast at A New Voice of Freedom.